Hello, everyone. I'm Peter Salovey, and I'm delighted to welcome you to another episode of Yale Talk. At Yale, we believe that learning takes place across our campus, not only in our labs and classrooms, but also in residential colleges, performance spaces, and in Payne-Whitney Gymnasium. Today, I'm excited to host a special conversation with two of our remarkable student athletes, Azar Swain and Tori Andrew. Azar is a junior and a guard on the men's basketball team, and Tori is a junior and a guard on the women's basketball team. Azar, Tori, thank you so much for joining me today on Yale Talk. Thank you for having us. Thank you. One of the things I like to talk about a lot when people ask me, why do Ivy League universities have athletics programs? And what do you want Yale's athletics program to emphasize? I talk a lot about the life skills that being an athlete helps one develop. I talk a lot about self-discipline and time management and working as part of a team. But one of the um, qualities of being human that I think athletics really helps develop and that I find particularly interesting is resilience. Even the very best of athletes, and you guys are playing at an incredibly elite level, and you're statistical leaders nationally in free throws and three-point shooting particularly, you do very, very well. And yet, a certain percentage of your shots aren't going to go in, and you deal with failure in every game, every day, probably in every several minutes of every game. And yet, you pick yourselves up and continue on and do something great. My question really is, how do you do that? How do you do it? You know, for those of us who haven't had the privilege and experience of playing athletics at this level, maybe we're a little more inclined to be in our heads when things aren't going our way and be distracted by them. Sure. But I never see you guys do that. Tori, you want to start? Yeah, I think uh, one thing that is kind of unique, especially about basketball and the amount of shots you have to take is a great three-point shooter is considered to be about between 40 and 45 percent. So you're missing more than exactly. you're Exactly, you're missing. And, you're and, and you are considered elite at that level. So to be a great shooter is is just to be confident. I mean, obviously, there there comes a lot of preparation and skill behind it to get to that 40 percent mark. But necessarily, out of every 10 you shoot, you're going to miss six. So it takes a lot of missed shots to get to the point where, where you just you value the ones that you make more. And like you said, uh, as we've talked, you know, our team's rely on us for three-point shooting. So we don't really have the time nor the privilege to hang our heads and get bummed about those missed shots. That's not the important part. We're there to to shoot the ball. Our captain this year, Megan Gorman, um, who's just a fantastic leader. And there are still times when I get frustrated about, about a missed shot and she'll come over to me and she says, every time you shoot the ball, we score a point. One point statistically, because I have a 40% shot margin yeah. that regardless if it goes in or not, Statistically, it's one point. So the, the expected value of your shot is 0.4 exactly. times three. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it's just yeah. it's it's one of those things where I like that. Yeah. And um, and again, to have to have that encouragement come from your teammates is fantastic. But I think as far as how that translates to life is, it's just everything is not going to go in. Every shot's not going to go in. Every decision you make is not going to come out the, exactly the way you want to. But the value, I think that that sports has has had on my life at least is just you keep doing your best you you try to shoot to make it every time and if it goes in or not so be it but you put in the work 
to set yourself up to a position to even get to that 40% margin. And then you have the confidence to continue to take that shot regardless of the outcome. That's wonderful. And, and that's a Yale athlete talking. You don't look at these shots as binary. They mm-hmm. go in or they don't yeah, go it's in. A collective. You look at them as probabilistic. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Law it. of large numbers. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So keep shooting. Yep. Right? Azar, I've heard you say something uh, uh, any number of times when I've read a newspaper article about a Yale men's basketball game, for example, where you always say some shots go in and some shots don't go in. You, you just got to move on or something, something like that. How, what is your philosophy in staying resilient and dealing with disappointment? It's similar to the late Kobe Bryant's philosophy where he, he has a mindset of just keep going. So, I mean, athletics and being an athlete, it's a bumpy road. It's up and down, especially with basketball and being a shooter. It's something that, you know, you need to put a lot of work and time into. So a lot of the resiliency comes from, you know, just trusting your work and the time that you put in to be a good shooter. But, I mean, in all aspects, and that's applicable, you know, past just shooting the ball and, you know, trying to do your best in the game keep going in life Um, and I think that that can translate to having a job and having a family later on and that's something that you know I try to live by every day. Don't look back keep looking forward. Yes. Yeah yeah, very good. So we talked a little bit about disappointment. Uh, Let's talk about success. Uh, Each of you I'm sure has a a proudest moment so far as an athlete at Yale and maybe maybe you could uh, share those with us. Sure. Tori, you want to start? I think uh, one singular moment for our program since I've been here has been uh, my freshman year. We we were the first uh, Ivy League school to win in a postseason tournament, in, in a basketball tournament. We won the WBI freshman year and it was it was really a grind to get there and it was fun to be a part of a program um, and that group of girls specifically that it was just, you know, we just put our head down and we worked and there was a game. Uh, we played South Alabama, I think, in the semifinals um, of the WBI. And we were down, I think, 12 or 15 with a minute left. And at that point, we had already missed our spring break. And, uh, you know, our season had had been drawn out very long. And we were like, you know what? We're already here. We're not going home at this point. We might as well just win the game. And with a minute left, we came back. And uh, we, we went on a stretch and we won the game and we just really came together. And it was a very special moment for me because it was just completely, there's no time left. There's no time to worry about anything. We just came and we looked at each other and we're like, we're going to win this game. And it wasn't uh, a concern about any mistakes. There was no time to, you know, be upset about a missed shot or a turnover or a foul. It was just, doesn't matter. Next play, uh, we're moving on. I think outside of a specific moment this season for me has, has, has been a very proud, you know, very drawn out moment because last year we had, we had the same five starters as we do this year. So same expectations, same goals, same talent level. Um, and we fell short. We fell very short of, of where we wanted to be. So over the summer, you know, all of us talked about it's going to take more than talent. At this point, it's going to take more than just being able to dribble the ball better than someone else or shoot better. And it's going to take, like I said earlier, it's going to take a village. It's going to take every single person on this team to come together. And we and we have found great success. We've put ourselves in a position to make the NCAA tournament possibly, you know, and at the least the, w- the WNIT, which is a big moment for our program in general. I'm, I'm so proud of this team this year because we haven't really changed up who's playing or, or and who's not. It's just a mindset shift, which I think is is imperative to where this, this team is going, you know, the future of our program. And Coach Guth has done a great job of fostering that community and, and that uh, sense of just, you know, utter will to win. Fantastic. Azar, how about you? Uh, you've been part of many 
comebacks and you must have a, a favorite moment uh, for either team or personal success yeah two that automatically come to mind first is um, our ivy championship last year you know you don't realize the moment when you're when you're in it but to see the the support that we got on the ncaa tournament run and you know the happiness that we brought to some fans and, and the people that supported our team it, it's just something that you know you, you don't take for granted looking back on it especially you know, and it's something that you want to replicate. Uh, so, you know, we're trying to get back there this year and, you know, win another championship for the school and, you know, for our program. And the other one is when I, it's a little bit of a bittersweet moment because we lost the game, but I broke the single season three-point record, um, three-pointers made in a season. And I didn't really understand it uh, in the <laughs> moment because I'm a very competitive person. So in the post-game interviews, they're asking, you know, how's it feel and stuff like that. And you didn't I, I, didn't, realize I didn't feel that, anything yeah. Yeah, for it. But, you know, I had some time to reflect on it a little bit with my family. And it's something that it is crazy to think about, just the long history of EA athletics. And I think it was like a 30-year-old record. So, uh, I mean, I'm just grateful to be in the position because, you know, I, I'm not really supposed to be here. Uh, it took a lot to get into Yale. And um, it took a lot to for, for my coaches to have trust in me um, the way that they do now. Um, to be able to, you know, break a record like that. It's been a long time coming, and, you know, those are two moments that, you know, I, I really hold dear to my heart. Let's talk a little bit about three-point shooting just as a, for an interlude here. And then I'm going to ask you at the end about leadership. Uh, three-point shooting. So you're both, as I mentioned, among the best three-point shooters in the country, which is really something to be proud of. You both look so comfortable and natural shooting, sometimes from really from downtown and often you may get a lot of good looks but the other team always knows you're going to take that shot you're both shooters you're both going to shoot from the outside and so uh, what you might consider an open shot always looks to me like somebody has got their hand in your face and yet as you say a high percentage of them relatively speaking go in how do you do it how do you think about it i know practice is a big part of it but there's some kind of mindset that must be working for you too azar you want to start to, I mean, that, that mindset comes from years of, of work and repetition. Yeah. You know, to be good at something, to be great at something, it takes a lot of time and a lot of repetition. So that, that's kind of where that mindset, and, and when you're so comfortable with your work and, and how many reps you've taken uh, when nobody's in the gym, you don't really think about it uh, in the games or when the game's on the line and things like that. Yeah, so, so you, you know you've made that shot right. tens of thousands of times in practice. Right. And so you kind of internalize that, right? You just know that. I've made this shot many, many times, so I'm going to put it up there. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you, Tori? Yeah. I, I mean, like as I said, it really is just like those, having confidence in those reps. I, I had a coach tell me when I was younger and I was still kind of trying to figure out how to learn how to shoot and, and have good form is that shooting is purely just a function of time put in. All it is is just reps over and over again. And I think that, you know, that's another lesson that you can learn and, and apply that to your outside life, you know, off the court is it's just you put in the work necessarily your output's going to go up a little bit. But like Azar said, you just, you've taken that shot so many times and, and you, you have muscle memory that just knows exactly what you're supposed to do. It, it be, just becomes a part of the game. It's just like running up and down the court. You know, when you catch the ball, you shoot it. You, when you have to move somewhere, you move your legs. When you have to shoot the ball, you move your arms. It's, it's kind of just, uh, it's, the, it's the same type of thing. It's the same type of skill and discipline and just continued reps where it, it just becomes so natural and second nature. I mean, it, it truly isn't, it's not a thought, you know, it's not like, oh, I need to shoot now. I have to tuck my elbow in and, and hold my follow through and make sure my guide hand is straight. It's just, yeah. 
it is, it's, it's what you do. It's part of the game. Yeah, I think that's the difference between uh, someone who plays at your level and someone who plays at my level. <laughs> I, I, when I turned 60, I, uh, I decided to take up golf. I had played a little bit. Uh, when I was young, like in my 20s, but hadn't really played in a lot of years. And uh, I don't get to play very much, but I'm still, with every shot, sort of thinking about, okay, is, you know, is my setup right? Is my grip right? Am I really looking at the ball? Am my shoulders in the right place? Is my, are my knees bent? And I look forward to the day. <laughs> When I'm just up there and it's a natural part of, of moving and uh, like, like breathing, as opposed to feeling like a, a checklist of mechanics. And uh, you guys are so far beyond the mechanicals. It's a joy to watch. I actually heard a funny quote um, growing up. I think I heard it in my senior year of high school. It was from an NBA player's dad who said that a missed shot is better than a turnover. So that, that kind of mindset of not thinking about the shots uh, that you might take in games or the distance, just trusting your work, and that goes a long way. I like that. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. You have a chance to score huh? right. when you throw up a missed shot. Maybe there'll be an offensive rebound when you throw up that missed shot. It's not a turnover. Uh, I, lo- I love that, literally and, and uh, <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. I know you, you guys are both very modest and don't like talking about yourselves, but uh, what's the statistic right now in this season, as of today, that you're most proud of? I think for me, it, it would be either my free throw percentage or um, my assists. Um, free throws, I think, just because for me personally, I believe that like free throws are purely just discipline because it is the same shot every single time. Nothing ever changes. There is no one guarding you. It's just you and the ball and the hoop. And so if you figure out where you have to put your arm and where you have to you know, move your elbow to and you do that the same time every time, once it goes in once, if you do that the exact same way, it should go in every single time. Both of you are on teams where you have teammates who uh, kind of complement your style. And uh, we're very balanced, both our uh, women's team and our men's team, both very balanced in, in the kind of game we play. We've got people playing you know, with specialties and special skills in all different parts of the game. It's great to see when it comes together as a team. Having said that, we're also in the business of educating aspiring leaders for all sectors of society throughout the world. That's part of what we say Yale's purpose is. What has athletics at Yale taught you about leadership? I think you touched on earlier, inherently there's self-discipline involved. You know, you have to manage your time well. You have to be able to perform at a high level and everything you're doing all throughout the day. But I think the two other tenets that athletics has really taught me, um, especially since I've been at Yale, first and foremost is service to others. Um, I think it's been just having to come in and show up and work as hard as you can possibly work and still maybe not succeeding. The other day we had a uh, clinic for women in sports and that day we lost that game and we had to turn around in about 15 minutes from walking off the court to going out and and holding a clinic for girls who were excited about their prospects in, in basketball and Coach Guth I think did a great job right after the game you know just being like we, we had a tough loss today, and we'll figure that out as a team. But right now, what's more important is that we go out there and we inspire the next generation of women who want to perform and play this game and you know be a part of that community. Uh, on top of that is finding your role. The game plan changes every game necessarily. So some days you're I'm, I'm looked at to shoot a lot of outside shots. Some days I'm looked to play defense or pass the ball. And so to do that and to just find out the way that you are to serve others day in and day out, I think has been something that has really impacted me. The second one I think is just the commitment to a common goal. Like I said, finding your role each day, whatever, whatever you have to do to win the game or to find success as a program, um, I think is a lesson that I've learned 
particularly here at Yale, that will influence me for the rest of my life is just you do what you can. You kind of got to you check your pride at the door. It doesn't matter, you know, individually what my stats are. It just it matters at the end of the day that we have a W in the, in the win column. So I think those two specifically have really shined through through my Yale athletics experience. That is great to hear. That is great to hear. I love that story about you yeah. lose the game, but the important point in the moment is not to become preoccupied mm-hmm. with the loss, but rather to focus on the yeah. people that are waiting for you and are excited to mm-hmm. see you. Yeah, and it, and it was so much fun to go out there. I mean, you know, you're bummed about the loss, but... To immediately go out and we're in the Landman Center and there's hundreds of young kids that are just so excited to be there and to be able to kind of give them the joy that that this game has brought me and give that to those girls and watch our entire team, you know, just dedicate themselves to to teaching these young kids who are just so excited to be there and, and kind of awestruck with the Division One athlete type of thing. It, it was it, it was truly a beautiful moment, and it was one of those that I'll, I'll remember for a long time. That's fantastic. How about you, Azar? Uh, what's the big leadership lesson that you have learned? Uh, along with the resiliency and you know hard work that we talked about, I, I would have to say you know being able to relate to the people that you, that you're trying to lead. I think a good leader relates to the individuals that make up the group, and that enhances the performance of the group. So I've I've had the opportunity to build relationships with people in athletics and people outside of athletics, you know, just being placed freshman year with, you know, a random variety of students that goes a long way in building, you know, how personable you are and how, how well you can understand others. So I've been exposed to a very diverse array of people, you know, in my time here at Yale. So being able to relate to each person and um, being personable with them and showing that you care um, about the, the little things that goes a long way in uh, being a successful leader. Great. Well, I want to thank both of you for uh, uh, speaking with us today and, and uh, wish you the best of luck as the season wraps up. Uh, I will be there uh, rooting for you as often as I can be. You know, it's amazing to consider how much our student-athletes learn through their sports. Resilience, sacrifice, discipline, teamwork, integrity. These are qualities that will serve you well in everything you do at Yale and beyond. Our student-athletes are a source of pride for the entire Yale community. Please, if you have a chance to cheer on the Bulldogs at home or on the road, I hope you will go. Our students love to see you in the stands or on the sidelines, and I guarantee you'll have a lot of fun, too. Tori, Azar, I know your schedules are very full, and so I appreciate you taking the time to be here today, and thank you, and good luck with the rest of your seasons. To our friends and members of the Yale community, thank you for joining us for Yale Talk. Until our next conversation, best wishes and take care. The theme music, Butterflies and Bees, is composed by Yale Professor of Music and Director of University Bands, Thomas C. Duffy, and is performed by the Yale Concert Band. <laughs>